do you know about world peace and God's peace? World peace is different from God's peace. Worldly peace is temporary and dependent upon circumstances. You see, God's peace offers a permanent solution, which is salvation through Jesus Christ and His presence in our lives. If you ask people what peace means, you'll probably get a variety of answers,、um, like peace and quiet, tranquility, freedom from. No disturbances, lack of oppressive thoughts or feelings, harmonious relationships, time without war, absence of hostility or harm—you'll get different answers. And while those answers aren't bad or wrong, they are usually from a viewpoint that doesn't include God in the equation. The world's peace is different from God's peace. Worldly peace again is temporary and again dependent upon circumstances. When things are calm, we're at peace. When our circumstances grow dim, we are not at peace. You know, in John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-seven, it says there. That Jesus does not want our hearts to be troubled, because although we concern ourselves with temporal struggles, He's offering a permanent solution, which is His peace. It doesn't matter how intelligent we are, how decorated our resumes are. How many inventions are credited to our names, or how smart, creative, and wise we are—we don't know how to create peace. That's a fact. The creator of peace is the one who created us. He is our Lord, our Creator, our mighty God, and our everlasting Father. The peace that God gives may be beyond our comprehension, but it's not beyond our grasp. It's readily available to us. If we want to have peace with God, there is no three easy steps to peace with God. There's no book for that. There's only one way, and that is to seek Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, God put all of the sins of the world on Jesus. Past, present, and future. When we accept this gift from God and put our faith in Him, we get the righteousness of Christ. The righteousness,、um, according to the Book of Romans, chapter four, verse twenty-three to twenty-four, it says, "There is credited to us." Who believe in Him, who raised Jesus from the dead? We all want God's peace, but until we come to a saving relationship with Jesus, receive His gift, and are saved, we'll never have it. 
it's best stated like this if we want the peace of God we must first have peace with God when we sin and we will this does not cancel out peace with God when we are justified by God it's a one-time event we're not justified over and over praise God that our human condition doesn't render our saved spiritual condition as null and void so what does peace with God do for us during uncertain times well it grants us hope Hope that the life we live on earth is just the beginning of our forever life with God. As followers of Jesus, people who've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior were given life abundant and life eternal. They go hand in hand. Because we have the hope of Jesus and His Holy Spirit guiding us, an abundant life is possible here on earth. When we've taken our final breath in our temporary body on this earth, we are ushered into eternity. This life in our forever home is eternal and abundant, but they are both just a continuation of what was begun on earth. If you know Jesus, you've made him your lord and savior then you can rest assured that whatever earthly scenarios or circumstances are weighing heavily on you don't have eternal power over you in light of what awaits us in our true home this life is just a tiny segment in time the peace we have with god is what guarantees our hope of what's to come Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection three days later is a gift that brings us eternal life when we receive it. Once we receive this free gift, our salvation is never questioned and brings us peace with God. But life can spiral out of control either by circumstances or our poor choices, and when that occurs, the peace of God feels very distant and perhaps even non-existent. Even when Jesus has saved us and we have peace with God, we're still susceptible to the worries and concerns of this world. Some situations that occur can wreak havoc in our lives. Not only that, but our sinful desires get in the way of us choosing God's best and trusting Him. We worry, we complain, and fret over many unnecessary things. We may be saved, but we're still a work in progress. And because we allow external pressures and internal battles to have their way with us, the peace of God is not always apparent in our lives. You see, to experience the peace of God, why don't you dive into your Bible? If you don't have one, go get one. If you don't want to go get one, ask someone to gift it to you.
you're probably wondering why I want you to grab your Bible or buy a Bible or ask someone to gift you a Bible. Well, because I want to ask you to dive in to into the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 6 through 11 and Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 through 7. Because in the book of Romans, it says there that a spirit-controlled mind leads life and peace. And letting our sinful nature reigns, brings death. Think about it. When we cave and entertain sinful thoughts that are far from God's best, our minds don't have the peace of God. Not because God is not there, but because our sin has put a barrier between us and God. The peace of God and our sinful nature are at war. They cannot coexist. But when we simply submit to our good God, trust His ways, and obey Him, we're no longer succumbing to our sinful nature and instead experience His perfect peace. Yeah, that's in the book of Romans. In Philippians, uh, they talk. it talks about peace there, uh, the peace of God covers us like a blanket when we stop worrying but pray about everything instead. Yeah, you heard that right. Everything. Pray about everything instead and stop worrying. We turn every burden or hardship that we're carrying over to God. And when we do, His peace that passes understanding, it floods out our hearts and minds it's so beyond our understanding it's beyond my understanding but it works believe me it's not something we can create but something we obtain when we choose to trust obey and walk in faith if you're a follower of jesus find comfort and hope that you're at peace with god And then seek God in all your ways so that nothing, nothing will ever be between you and the peace of God. It's interesting how we often look for peace in our relationships. It doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is. The easiest way to have peace is to first have peace with God followed by the peace of God did you get that the easiest way is to have peace with God followed by the peace of God this allows us to see things from a heavenly perspective which will infiltrate our earthly relationships But we don't always have that viewpoint now, do we? I know I don't. But I try my hardest. I try my very best. I try. I do try. I try to live Christ-like. Sometimes our lack of peace with others is because we are stubborn and don't want to meet in the middle when we do not agree. We think arrogantly that our way is the best way. Another reason we don't have peace with others is because we don't want things to go well for them. Either because they've hurt us or we're jealous of them. 
we don't want them to flourish. We just want them to fail. But we can learn, you know, we can learn how to live in peace with others from a variety of verses in God's words. What are those words? Well, let's go back into the book of Romans. In the book of Romans, it states there, chapter 12, verse 14, when someone persecutes us, we bless them in return. Again, in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 17, never pay back evil with more evil, but instead be honorable. First book of Peter, chapter 3, verse 9, it's, it states there that don't retaliate with insults, but pay back with a blessing. Even when we've blessed those who persecuted us, have chosen not to pay back evil and be honorable in our actions, there still may not be peace. Why? Why do you think that? Because people are people. We are people. And as good as we try to be, and as much as we try to do the good things, we still fall short of perfection. Not every relationship can be salvaged, but let's do everything we can to ensure that we've done our part. Let's love and be tender-hearted toward each other. Believe and hope for the best for others. Consider things from their viewpoint. Apologize when we need to make wrongs right. Pray. Pray for God to do a work in us and also a work in them. And ultimately... Let's remember that people are not our enemies. We have a real spiritual enemy who loves it when we battle and accuse each other. If we blame people, circumstances, or struggles for our stress and lack of peace, then we are inevitably giving them control over whether or not we live in peace. So let's not give anything or anyone in our lives this kind of power. There is only one peace bringer and his name is Jesus. He is the prince of all peace. Well, all that is shared and hopefully understood. I want you to understand that peace doesn't equal perfection. As a follower of Jesus, be comforted in the fact that your salvation brings you peace with God and then with each day that you follow Jesus and allow Him to lead your life, you'll experience the peace of God. But even when we have God's peace in our lives, it doesn't equate with perfection in the world until we reside in our heavenly eternal home with god we won't know or experience perfection so 
what causes us to think God's peace equals perfection on earth? Well, expectation. While earth is our home, we will have hardships. We will have difficulties. We will go through seasons where the pain is intense because pain accompanies struggling relationships, struggling economies, struggling health crises. These outside pressures don't have the power to take away God's perfect peace through Jesus Christ. He meets us in our deepest time of need with an unexplainable, unfathomable, and inexplicable peace. This peace of God is unrivaled and is beyond compare. No one or nothing is even in the same class as this perfect, mysterious peace. Even though it's beyond our comprehension, we know when we have God's peace and we know when we don't. We experience it in the midst of an unspeakable pain and yet somehow, someway, we have this calmness over us. We experience it when we're in a financial struggle and are unsure of how to pay the next bill, yet we are amazed. We can, we can rest in God's provision. We experience it when our health is in jeopardy and we don't know when healing will come. Yet we can't explain the serenity we are living in. That's the peace of God in imperfect situations. Life is not perfect, but our God is. God does not always take us out of the valleys, but He will always bring us through them. It's often in the unknown that God shows us the most powerful revelation about who He is and who we are. We can still trust and rest in our good God during life's challenges and exhibit faith during our own torrential situational downpours. It's this kind of faith that pleases our God. <laughs> 